Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis from Business Benchmark Group, and we're going to be sharing a, uh, a story with one of our with one of our younger and more uh, driven uh, business owners. He, he runs a uh, an electrical contracting business called uh, Powercom Electrical, and and Simon and Kylie have uh, I guess they've been clients of ours since. Uh, early 2016 and started in our Board of Directors 12 immersion program and, and, and have gone on to bigger and better things. And I guess it's such a, uh, I guess, a relevant uh, story and, and, and a relevant sharing in the, in, within this interview. And it's, interviewed, it's an interview that Damien uh, conducts with us, Simon and Kylie. And, and it's so relevant because, you know, for many of us, this is, this is a place we've all been. It's a place where we started and the results and the, and I guess, you know, the, the, the mountain that we need to climb to get to a place called something called a living is uh, such a, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a fight. It's a battle. And uh, I guess Simon shares and Kylie shares, I guess, uh, how they went from to and, and and being in a situation right now where they're three times and three times the business they were two, two and a half years ago. And it ain't stopping. This, this is a journey that uh, is, is getting easier because, you know, they're understanding the power of leverage and leverage in building people and, and better level customers and, and better reputation in, in very, very, very clearly understood ideal target market areas. So rest assured, this is a great story and every one of us has in one way or another gone through this process in our earlier days in business. Enjoy. Simon and Kylie Frank from Powercom, interviewed by our senior strategist, Damien Churden. So we're going to go into our interview right now. And before I set up for this, I just want you guys to understand this, um, like everyone, we all, we all come to a point where there's a crossroad. And then, you know, a question goes up in our mind before our arm gets raised, right? Is this as good as it gets? For every one of us in this business, include, in this room, including me, the question that must always be asked is, is this as good as it gets? What am I settling for? What am I still very, you know, I get up at a 2 a.m. and think, I could be doing better. This could be doing better. This must be doing better, right? And it's a do word. Look at the do's that I've just shared with you. Not I must be. The must be is a martyr's way of thinking. I must be better is an individual conversation. The we must do better is a leverage and a let's do better conversation. So the moment you get to a crossover, it says, okay, this is not as good as it gets and we can be doing better. Then we become curious as to what's out there. And for Simon and Kylie Frank, who again, in this, uh, at this stage of their life and in their business life, they were doing a really good job. They were doing a really good job. They, they got introduced to us in the early stages of 2016. And they, um, they, they were brave enough and courageous enough to put their hand up and say, OK, we've been getting mentoring. I'm not sure how that's working, but it's time to step it up. Time to get into a conversation that's a little more strategic. Time to confirm the discipline 
that comes with running and growing a family-based business, a young family-based business. And um, since May 2016, these are the fast, fast facts. So Simon joined Board of Directors 12 in the program that kicked off in May 2016, just over two years ago. And the revenue has grown threefold in two years. That sort of gets me excited. The real exciting bit is so is profit, right? From a kitchen table to a factory within, with a team of 11 in two years. So we've grown the resource structure and we have a conservative approach to growing people. We don't just do it because, oh, I can't be bothered anymore. We do it in a way that's really trigger pointed. And to a certain degree, we need to get a little more um, expediated with that. Uh, we want an A-grade client this year that will deliver a $500,000 um, annual um, um, influence to our top line. We have also figured out the way to keep on doing that as and when we need to. And we don't need five of those every year, but we need at least two going forward. We've also built that sales process that continuously is filling our work in progress and ensuring that we've always got work ahead of us and, and, and gives us the confidence to keep on building the team that's going to be better than us in what we used to do. So without a further ado, they're now currently working with um, Damien in one-on-one, one-on-one customised um, coaching, and they're not far from being selected to onboard a, an executive board program. So without a further ado, I'm going to introduce Simon and Kylie Frank from PowerCom. Come on, guys. And their coach, who's going to interview them, Damien Churden. So, <clears throat> let's get going. You started your business in 2007. I did. Um, you started working with us in, in 2016. 16. So that'd be a nine year period. What, was, what, what were the highlights of the first nine years? So the first year in business was probably the easiest, I would say. Yep. I had Brad, I employed my first apprentice after three months. Um, and the first year we did a $70,000 profit, um, which was, yeah, at the time I thought that was quite good. <laughs> really good. That enabled me to get married, or get engaged, buy a house, spend all my tax money, <laughs> every single cent. <clears throat> um, and then I knew I had a plan. I said, right, two years or a year and a half to save that tax money and we'll get back on top. So then the first, I suppose the first three years of business was pretty good. Yep. And then we we started to employ A grades, more apprentices. I think we had four, including me, on the team. Uh, me being on the tools at the time. So I suppose from there it went it went we were up here, relatively up here, and then it just went down really quick. So yeah. Yeah. Well we bought a new house. We had a baby, mm. so those big life experiences sort of, you know, got, got in the way. Yeah, we got married, <laughs> and um, yeah, a big lot, of, a lot of life, big life events, um, and you take your eye off the ball. Yeah. Because uh, I stopped working because I was a primary school teacher, so we didn't have that income anymore. So mm. we were sort of, I think we were still living the way we were living, but yeah. not having the same income. So I think going into trade, especially, I was. I was an excellent tradesman, I still am, but I'm not on the tools. But that's all I knew. 
I didn't know management. I didn't know what to look for when I'm hiring. I didn't know, like I, I thought, well, if I employ an A grade, and I can get an, get an apprentice to work with him, they're fine. You know, I don't need to look after them. They'll just do their job and they'll do their job properly. But you know, that's where the management side of things, I was a little bit, a little bit light on with. So. Third or third or the fourth year of business, we made sixteen thousand dollar profit, which was pretty tough, and it's still hard to talk about. Um, you know, you've got a, a second year apprentice that earns more than you for two years, is yeah, hard. Yeah, it's hard. hard. Yeah. yeah. So those scars, and we talk about scars all the time, and it's 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 tough. It's really tough, but. <clears throat> Moving forward from there, we basically, I had to <coughs> go right back to basics. So we basically peeled it right back, got rid of guys, and we went again. So basically, all our systems, everything had to change. We went right back to an email-based system. We were still on the carbon copy invoices and yep. quotes. And things were yeah. getting lost. Like, you'd have a, a, you know, a statement come in from your supplier, and you're like, What's this for? What's this for? Yeah. Like we had no idea where um, material was going, how much the A grade was, you know, putting mm. onto the account. So it was just mismanagement. It just yeah, nothing a, was. A thirty thousand dollar bill for the month from your supply and you think, fuck, where did that go? Yeah. Where is it? Where like, is it? We literally don't know where it is. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so going going right back to basics and then I suppose learning the hard way, even though my dad was an accountant, he was a tax accountant. He, learned, he taught me the basics of business, but he just said, you need to learn, basically. And I did. I learned the hard way. The, yeah, the hard way. Definitely the hard way. <laughs> so from there, all our systems went really basic. We changed. And then there on, we sort of went, started to go back up. I think the second year after that, we did 60,000 profit, which was a good turnaround, considering we basically made nothing. Um, and then we went... From there, we sort of grew and grew and grew, and then we got to a point, oh, I would have been four or five years ago, about four years ago, we sort of plateaued, and we were making good money. <clears throat> I suppose if I was working for someone else, given the experience that I had, I probably could have earned the same money working for someone, but I, I figured, well, it just wasn't an option for me. Yeah, you couldn't go back to working for someone. Once you've had your own business, Mm. Very hard to then it is. follow orders from someone else, and yeah. And I think I had a lot more drive in yeah. me than nothing against people that just work on wages, but I had that drive, and I wanted to. I wanted that ambition to succeed. So, yeah, that's where we hit that plateau, and then I think a client of BBG put me onto you guys, and then sat down with Steph two years ago, and then that was basically it. I'm sure no one in, no one in the room <coughs> relates to this story at all. <laughs> because you all started your journeys and it all just went perfectly, you know, step, 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 and then ching, <laughs> ching, 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 and there was none of this, this sort of stuff going on. Um, so what this sounds to me like is roughly over a nine-year period, you learn the hard way. Yeah. Yeah, you, you learn from your mistakes like everybody else. Yeah. Um, and then you got to a crossroads. Then you got to a point in time where you were plateaued. Yep. And, and this is also very typical, and, and there are literally <coughs> points in a, in a business's growth whereby 
um, plateaus are reached. Yeah. Um, and the plateaus um, and the glass ceilings continue to be reached and they are constantly, in our opinion, a function of um, the business owner's own knowledge and experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it happens at 1 million, 2 million, 5 million, 10 million, and it keeps on going. Mm. So you'd reach one of those points and presumably you're a bit frustrated. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> I, I mean, we, as I said, we were making all right money, but I figured, well, it's a point of getting out of bed every day. You deal with the employees, you deal with their shit, you deal with, you know, clients, clients not, paying. not paying. You deal with, with everything that you deal with in business. And I thought, well, I, Something has to change. Enough is enough, pretty much. So, <clears throat> and I'd, I'd grown my business with help of family and whatnot and other networks of people that are in business. And I, f I felt I got it to a level that I knew I'm comfortable to get it to this level. But if I want to go to that next level and grow to two, three, five, whatever, whatever we're doing, <clears throat> whatever the goal is, was definitely, I needed help for it. Yep. Um, and it wasn't just, like it was everything, it was systems, processes, you know, recruiting, knowing when to employ, you know, learning that I have to recruit, you know, 24-7, <coughs> which is, yeah. yeah. And managing your guys, mm. I find that sometimes it just blow his top and not actually now you will sit down and, you know, and actually speak to his employees and find mm. out what's going on personally with them. Yeah. Because there's always something on going on in the background with mm. his employees as to why they're not performing or concentrating or whatever. Yeah. Um, he's very good at drawing that out of someone and realising that, oh, it's not work. Yeah. We're having a, they're having a baby or they've bought a new house and they're struggling or, you know, there's... They're not getting paid it. enough. Yeah, they're not getting paid enough. <laughs> <laughs> they feel, feel they're worth more, which, yeah. you know, at some point, you know, that's fine. So talk me through it, because the sales growth, and it has been profitable sales growth, because yeah. revenue growth without profit at the bottom is, 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 is no point. No. Um, talk us through your journey over the last couple of years, and I'm, I'm going to put a figure on the table, because you, you were doing about I think. Yep when you started, so yep. those in the room that can do their maths can work out what 300% is on that. Mm. Um, and we're now doing that consistently, yep. which is also the other, the other key thing, yep. is that sales growth, which is just a, like a boom, sudden little explosion, is, is absolutely pointless. Mm. But the, the whole point here is that we've managed to get it Manage. consistent. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and we're now plotting the next level, yep. whether you're not aware of it or not, is it? but we are plotting yeah. the next level. <laughs> um, so just, Give us a few, a, a few highlights as, as, as to what have you learned that has taken you 300% in, in, in two years? Um, just getting, getting really clear about what you want, your ideal target market, and, and making them understand the value of what you do. That's, that's massive, and that's what we've learned. We picked up a client, uh, we basically started that's that 500%, that 500K, that's that client. <coughs> so I approached him in June last year. <coughs> we didn't get a sniff at a quote or anything, and I harassed and harassed, well, follow up, I should say, <laughs> <not harassed>. Structured, <laughs> Structured sales <laughs> process, I think, is the, uh, is the technical term <laughs> for harassment, but yes. We went through a very structured process, didn't we, Simon? With value inserted all the it way. strategic. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, and I knew when I approached this guy, I knew that we would get a lot of work from him. So I followed up and followed up and we didn't get a, qu 
quote until about four months ago, about four or five months. And since then, we've done half a million dollars worth of work. And that's, that's doing a lot of 7-Eleven refurb works. So again, the 7-Eleven, the client that we're working for, they do a lot of 7-Eleven, a lot of Bunnings, a lot of shop fitting. So that's, shop fitting was my tar- is my target market. And they have been, they've been amazing for our business. But just getting back to the question, getting really clear about what you're looking for. And then don't deviate from that. I would normally go, you know, there's a builder yet, I'd ring him and wouldn't really care about background or anything. So <clears throat> I think finding out background, who they are, what they do, you know, what they are as a company in terms of culture, they need to fit culture-wise with our company as well. And that's, that's huge. I mean, this client in particular, I actually rang him a month ago or two weeks ago and thanked him for the work that he gives us because I was, I was a risk just as much as, you know, he was a risk to us. And he actually said, no, no, I need to thank you for your professionalism. You guys are great. All my guys get along with your guys. Like, he had nothing but good things to say about that side of things. So the people that value that are the people that we want to work with, not the people that say, you know, you're in the money you've got, you know, you're quoting against two or three people, but you get what you get, you know, which is what we spoke about yesterday. So how much, how much do you appreciate um the value that you offer to your clients these days versus two years ago? Uh, oh, I appreciate it, yeah, tenfold, a lot more. You know, it's, it's just, I think it, I appreciate it a lot more because the guys, the team are a lot happier, the team have the same vision, the same, I, I breed that culture through, through my team, so that makes me proud of the appreciation that I have for what we can deliver. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. And I'm just curious as well, because, because for me, when you have an ideal target market, it works in so many different ways. It mm. works because everyone enjoys the work. Because, yes. because quite frankly, who enjoys working with C-grade clients? Nobody does. We all grit our teeth and we do it. Mm. Um, but no one enjoys it. Um, what differences have, have, have you seen, Kylie? I'm just, just kind of, because I know you're in, yeah. in the business, but you would yeah. have seen a transformation in your husband. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. The stress levels, everything, you know, gone down. Um, he has confidence in himself to go out and get work. Like, he's always been a very personal person and, you know, can speak to anyone. And, mm. But it's just selling himself and, and the business and, um, and the brand, yeah. Yeah, <coughs> this, is, this is what we're about. Um, and it is, it's that not deviating from this is the way we are. Um, we recently, this week, had a client that we were just quoting, quoting, quoting for um, and not getting a lot of work out of it. And not the value. Not value the value, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're putting all this time and effort into it, not really working very smartly because there wasn't much coming out of it. So, um, yeah, it's easier to probably go find another A-grade client and put more effort into that rather than hmm. someone that you don't get. Yeah. Perfect. So it's made a bit of a difference then. It has. Yeah. Now, here we have a, um, a relatively conservative person sitting in front of you. Now, because I, I find it interesting, there are, there are business owners on, on you know, every end of the, the scale. You've got the ones that are very um, impulsive, excitable, and then you've got the conservative ones. 
Um, and obviously, if you're working with the excitable ones, you need to keep them um, a little bit more controlled. And with the conservative ones, you need to push them along a little bit. So can you just talk us through some of the, the structure, the systems, the processes that we've helped you develop that mean that you can make better decisions and sort of overcome your conservative ways? Um, <coughs> in terms of getting work or what, in terms of...? Anything. Because it, it's, for me it's everything because it's not only like yeah. winning the work but then it's also manning it in terms of recruitment. But I think um, like I'm pretty confident in, our, in my ability to deliver. Uh, but I think what I've learned from, from yourself is like backing yourself, backing your product, you know, learning how to emotionally deal with, sorry, I should say logically, deal with <laughs> situations. <coughs> I'm a pretty emotional person, so I, I act on emotions quite often. Um, and you've taught me to, to act on logic, and that's what's pulled me back, and that's what's given me, I suppose, the clarity about what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, how I deal with my team, how I, I deal with a problem with one of my employees, you know, how I, how I schedule work, how I structure my quoting system, how I structure, you know, implementing a manager, which we're doing right now, you know, and, and how we can, you know, palm off more work to Kylie so she can do more and be more involved and alleviate time. So it's, 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 it's everything really you've helped with. It's, yeah. I suppose giving me the, the, the logic behind decisions is probably a big one. Okay. Decisions, like nearly every decision in business, really. And how much do you enjoy your cash flow forecast? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, look, <laughs> it's not the most favourite, you know, task, <laughs> but we do it. <laughs> yeah, look, that, that's, yeah, that is a big one, cash flow forecasting. It's something I've never done, I'm not familiar with. Um, you know, I'll probably put in 80%, 90% to it. That's good. If I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> you can be honest. <laughs> but that's another thing, that's a, that's a tool, you know, knowing, again, knowing what you know to a point and then wanting to grow. It's, you can't just grow based on a gut feel, you have to grow based on, when you're employing, you have to grow based on de um, data. So, yeah, the numbers. You've got to know your numbers. You've got to know, you know, what work you've got coming. You can forecast that. You know, it might not all hit, but you can forecast it, you know, 90% of the way. Well, and there's the 10% will work out. <laughs> so, <laughs> you work for your money. <laughs> <laughs> so talk us, talk us through just quality of life improvements, because Everything we do um, at the Business Benchmark Group is about a quality of life. We, we, we do believe that a decent business enables people to live the best life that they can actually live. So in terms of in, in, in the last two years, how has your quality of life improved in the round? Yeah. Well, we, we've bought a new house. Um, we have, I guess, the cars that we, you know, we want to, want to have. Um, so I'm at, like we're both 
time, well, I'm home a lot for the kids, even though I work in the business, I have that flexibility that mm. I can be in and out for my kids. Um, so we have a seven and a four year old, so that just works great with them. Um, yeah, what else are we? We renovate a lot, <laughs> Simon does. I think from, from a business point of view, I think having that, having this, the system, the structure and the processes in place, it, it gives me the opportunity to, to not work till, you know, I mean, my dad used to work till eight, nine o'clock at night, you know, and as a tax accountant through the busy times and, you know, I sort of think, well, that, you know, he did what he had to do, but I've got the opportunity to get home at a reasonable time at six o'clock before dinner, help with dinner, which isn't often, <laughs> see the kids, play with the kids, whatever, read them a book, whatever we do, and that, having the, having the system and the procedures and the structure in place, it gives, it helps me do that, you know, and it's not, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, Simpro was something that we implemented a year ago, I think, yep. and that's off, off the back of, you know, our discussions, and that's, that's made a massive difference. Huge difference, because then I can take the on way we invoicing, do things. Um, purchase orders, like, mm. I do everything to do with suppliers, so it's taken a lot of that, that sort of busy work that Simon doesn't need to be doing and it can be passed on to someone else. Mm. So yeah. yeah, it certainly frees up his time to then do his sales pitches and you know and get more work. I think the fact that we do it together yeah. as well, that we're a good team. Mm. I'd agree. You're an excellent yeah. team. Yeah. Okay, so finally, just before we because we're gonna move into like a, a QA and we can get some uh, questions coming. Um, where do you see yourself being in let's say Two years. Two years. Yeah, you asked me this on that question. I know I, thought, I did. I thought, I really don't know. At the time, I thought, well, I have no idea. But I think as I, as I went away and I thought about it, I thought, well, <clears throat> I've got the skills, I've got the ability, I've got the backing, I've got the team surrounding me to take it to a really good level. And I think, you know, with the 300% growth, I think, you know, there's every chance, well, I'm confident that we can go another 300 and probably more than that. Beautiful. It's, it's, I think the biggest thing is just when you, because I've never grown a business, obviously. So when you have the backing behind you to give you the advice and the, the direction, once you get that momentum and once you start to break through, it is true what you say, it's, it's, it's hard to get to one, it's a bit easier to get to two, and it's easier to get to five million. <clears throat> and it's, we're sort of feeling that right now. So the momentum's happening, the rhythm's happening, and it just seems to just keep going. Yeah. So I don't really want to stop it. So we'll, we'll keep pushing. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Is that the answer you wanted? <laughs> <laughs> I think we prepared you for this versus um, like put, put answers into your mouth. Hopefully, the, uh, ho hopefully it's an exciting thing to look forward to. No, it is. It's, it's really exciting. I never thought that I'd be, you know, that I would even be where I am right now. I sort of, I knew in the back of my mind that I'd, I'd do great things in business, but I think we're doing even better things in business now with the team and the people we're working with. And I think the sky's the limit. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. And I will say this about you guys, is, is that you, know, you are 
awesome clients, and we have a mantra which is go slow to go fast. Mm. And, and you are definitely the, the kind of people that spend the time to build the, build the foundations on which solid growth is, is, is possible. Mm. Um, and a lot of people underestimate how long it takes. Um, you know, we always overestimate the things that we can uh, do in the short term mm -hmm. and underestimate the things we can do in the long term. And it's way better just to spend a bit more time, um, you know, in your conservative ways, um, to uh, just, just build and, and build solidly. So, you yeah. know, very well done to you guys. Yeah. So I'd like to open it up to the, the floor here. Um, you know, here you genuinely have um, people, and, and it, this is, it, the, the journey is the same for everybody. We all start off at zero, and then we go from zero to, you know, wherever we want to go. And, and the sky is literally the limit. You only set the limit on yourself. Um, and the only difference between people that do and don't is basically just a bit of hard work and gumption. And, and obviously, you know, some decent advice because, uh, you know, the uh, growth these guys have experienced before um, versus after, nine years for, you know, 800, and then an extra two years, um, two and a bit years, for an additional, well, we're now trending at 200 a month versus 60 a month. So do the maths for yourself. So questions, please. Yep. the same boat as you were before you turned things around. Yep. So just, I mean, everyone talks about turnover, but turnover sometimes doesn't reflect on profit. So your 300% growth, how would that reflect on your profit margin, you think? Um, <coughs> so profits, uh, it's doubled, basically. Yeah. Okay. It's been steady shift all the way. Like, how, how, how did you find it? So we, we'll, we'll um, how did I find the growth? Yeah, like, how did you adapt okay? Because like I said, I'm pretty much in the same market as you were before you yep. grew to 11. I've got three or four staff at, at yep. the moment. Yep. On the tools, exactly the same. And my biggest fear is taking big jobs on because I don't have the staff. And I'm in that transition. I don't know whether you get the staff first or, the, or grow the business, you know, like, yeah, pick up the work first or... Yeah, I think um, we, I mean, we tender a lot now. So we, I suppose that transition from me getting off the tools to in the office was a slow transition. So it takes, you know, you just, I had to work my ass off on the tools, off the tools yeah. for about a year or so okay. to actually get to a point where I could just go, right, chop that cord and say, I'm off the tools. Right. And then just be disciplined to say, well, no, I can't just go and give the boys a chop out. There's, there's an issue if I've, if I've, got to get back on the tools, that means we've got the work. Yeah. And that's where the cash flow forecasting comes in. Yeah. To say, right, we've got $900,000 worth of work to do in the next six months or four months or whatever. So, and you look at the, the capacity of your team and then you think, well, that's definitely not gonna cut. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, for where, where you're at right now, you would probably need to secure just take the risk and just tender and, and if you get the work, you get the work. Just yeah. recruit. Then recruit. Just recruit, yeah. you know, every week. Because guys, especially A grades, apprentices, we've got an ad and we had about 260 applicants oh, wow. in two weeks. They're not all going to be good. It's a lot there of staff out there. There is oh, apprentices, yeah. yeah. They're mature age, yeah. but don't be scared of um, hiring mature age. Because yeah. yeah. they're definitely worth it. We've got younger guys, we've had younger guys that just can't handle it. 
18, 19, the older ones, they sort of sort of know what they want. Yeah. yeah, you pay a little bit more, but they're worth it. What's the mature age of primary school? 21. Yeah. Yeah. But for 25, you get four grand, eight grand in total from the government. Yeah. So it's not a bad investment. That's good advice. Thank you. Who else? Questions, curiosity. Um, regarding the target market, you're saying that go shop bidding now. Was yep. there something that impacted that decision to get you to go into shop bidding, or was it based on profitability, or um, what was that based on? So we, we actually got onto a shop fitter 18 months ago, yep. and then we started to do a bit of work for him. Um, and then we sort of realised that our target market, it's not just shop fitting, it's more the quick, the clean, the in and out, the attention to detail, which is what we do, it's what we're good at. Um, you know, we still do the bigger stuff where we're on site for six months, but that, that smaller stuff yeah. enables us to churn through the work a lot quicker in turn, and, and the work is definitely more profitable. They're quick jobs too, like if you're yeah. in, in and out within a week yeah. and then you're mm. getting paid. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's keeping the cash flow yeah. mm. flowing and, and the boys, you know, it's keeping them busy in between the bigger jobs so they don't need to be on site all the time. So. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's a big one. Like yeah. if, if we have a guy on site for four weeks, three, four weeks doing a rough in, we can't, like he's just done for that month. Yeah. So although you make progress payments, if you get the smaller stuff, the, the, the shop fitting, it's in and out. You can, you can churn through yeah. 100 grand yeah. a month just with one customer. So it's, yeah. Yep. Um, Sorry? You're doing work well. Sorry? Thank you. You can see that you look like a good team. We're a team, so it's nice yeah. when you see a good team. So yeah. You know, well, what I wanted to ask was around tendering, because um, mm -hmm. that's a shift in the way you, you um, take on business. And yeah. I must admit, we've started looking tendering and you go, I don't know where to look and yeah. it's really hard to target in on finding mm. the right sort of tenders for what, what we do and mm. I was just curious for the path you went down and how you got there. So tendering, when I say tendering, it's basically, it's quoting for current customers uh, and potential customers that we're, you know, that we're after. <clears throat> so from a tendering point of view, because we've just, because we've grown so much in two years, there's just more tendering there. They're realising our potential and they're realising the service that they're getting. So, yeah, one client we picked up had an electrician. Now he doesn't have that electrician and he uses us only. And we get maybe 180 to 100 grand worth of work a month from him. And that's just off the back of just delivering. And with that, do you find your roles a lot around account management then? You know, sort of keeping those regular clients you've got Yeah. So I. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Kyle does all the accounts, but I'm out managing mm. jobs, managing the guys, ordering materials. I'm doing sort of everything at the moment. But slowly <laughs> handing working. it over. Yeah, to slowly somebody. handing it over. Absolutely. You've got your two IC <laughs> that, that you're grooming. <laughs> yes. Well done. <laughs> Alrighty. Well. So 
Oh, so you're referring to the 16 grand that we made yeah. in a year? So yeah. that was, yeah, when we started. Sorry? No, we weren't paying ourselves a wage at that point. So we were just um, sole traders back yeah, then. Yeah. So yeah. as we've gotten bigger, that's where we sort of pay ourselves a wage now and yeah. make sure that right, yeah, so, nothing. So my question then is, so you can't profit after your wages now. We do now, yeah. 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 Good question. Well done. I've got one question. I'm gonna get Kylie to answer this. What do you feel is the core obstacle to your continued growth? as a business? Um, What's going to get in the way of your continued velocity? Well, only us, if we don't want to keep going. Great answer. So, we're the ones that are getting our way. <laughs> that, and that's the truth, well done. Damien, well done. Great job. Thank you. Amazing job. You're an exceptional coach. Thank you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis from Business Benchmark Group and uh, just such a reflective and progressive, all in the same token, interview there by... Uh, uh, by Damien Churden and uh, Simon and Kylie Frank. I just think it was a, a phenomenal sharing on their behalf to uh, just give us an insight as to what it's like to be an, a, a, a young business owner, having a young family and uh, your apprentice, your second year apprentice earns more than you um, and, 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 the, and the bit of pill that that must be. I just think that was some, so raw and so relevant and uh, there are so many of our clients and or business business owners that we uh, we work with and, and no different to the businesses I've personally grown you know that's such a, a place of uh, familiarity where we need to uh, go through those dark stages to get to the stage of hey predictability and sustainability which is exactly where Simon Powercom Electrical and uh, and the family is right now which is brilliant and and you know the relevance of uh, you know the quality of life improvement and how Kylie and Simon are just a formidable partnership, not only in business, but very importantly, in life. I just think that's so, so critical. And I know at Business Benchmark Group, it's a, it's a, it's, it's an outcome we have close to our heart to ensure every one of our clients has a phenomenal quality of life, um, particularly for their journey when they're with us. I mean, it's, 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 it's a metric, it's a, it's a barometer, and it's a, uh, a certain takeaway that we wish to be achieving behind, uh, behind the scenes. We, um, we, we, we really wish to reach out to every one of you right now and think about the electrical contractors that might be working with you. Think about the plumbers that might be working with you. Think about plumbers, electrical contractors, tradie-based businesses, or anyone that is in business that has five or more people on their full-time team. I would really appreciate every one of you to just sort of, you know, just think about who do you know in those areas? Who do you know that is a, a, a business owner that has five or more people on the team? that ultimately can be our next power comp by virtue of your of your introduction to them and us how can you help us continue to build our opportunity our opportunity to create the next powercom electrical story how can we create the next opportunity to help a fellow business owner that you would know you know what it's like for someone to be introduced to business benchmark group 
way more often than not, we get it so right. Way more often than not, we show extreme care and extreme white glove, white glove approach to making sure that the brutal truth, once it's confirmed, and then the plan is definitely confirmed, the only way is up. So I'm really reaching out to every one of you to help us to help you and ultimately help help our community by introducing us, helping us with referrals to people who could be attending our next one or two or three business breakthrough workshops that we run on a weekly basis at Level 8 at Westfield Tower. I'm Stefan Kazakis. I'm reaching out to every one of you. This is Business Benchmark Group, where every small business owner can achieve big business success. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.